Accidental Fuel, the podcast that focuses on what no one else is talking about. Mistakes. The dental world is full of before and afters, and no one is talking about the middle. Dental Fuel brings you the unspoken in between. Building a team is hard, but trusting your gut is important. Dr. Bell shares with us a team mistake that she made and how she learned to listen to her gut. You know, when, when you bring new technology in, you, you talked about uh, training your team and, and building a team can, can be difficult. Uh, what team challenges or mistakes have you made and uh, what are things that you have learned from some of those challenges? Yeah, um, a couple of things. Uh, one, holding on to cancers in the practice too long. Mm. You know, you, and honestly, I would say the first mistake that, that my business partner and I made very early and we have discussed this several times is not trusting your gut. Um, you can have a, a, a potential staff member come in for an interview and on paper, they hit all the marks. You know, there's, there's nothing about their resume that should make you feel uncomfortable. Uh, and they feel like they have the necessary skills to be successful. And yet there's something in your gut that says this isn't a good fit for your practice, w whether it's a personality, whether you think they're lying about their resume, whether something seems off, like whatever it happens to be. 100% of the time, and that's a pretty strong statement because I can't even say that about my class twos, 100% of the time we were right. Mm. And it doesn't mean that that's a bad person. It just means we knew in our gut it wasn't a good fit for our practice. And yet we looked at the resume and said, how could we turn away somebody with this amount of experience, expertise? It really fills a need in our current practice portfolio of our staff uh, roster. So we should give them a chance. And so, you know, mistake one was not trusting our gut early on in owning our practices to be able to identify and be confident to say, yes, I know on paper he or she looks great, but my gut says this isn't going to fit. And then the flip side of that would be once you have then ignored your gut totally and you hire the wrong person and you get all the heebie-jeebies that it's not going to work out, um, delaying the inevitable mm -hmm. of letting them go for fear of loss of production, for fear of, you know, whatever uh, is sort of holding you back from laying the fear of conflict. There's a lot of reasons why we don't like to talk to people uh, in a scenario where we have to let them go. Um, and, you know, they've always been difficult, but I, there's not been one that we've regretted either. You know, once it's moved away. And almost in some scenarios, you can sort of feel the cloud lifted. Like you didn't actually realize how bad mm. they had been impacting your other team members as well. So from an HR perspective, that would be it. The one thing my business partner taught me very early and very insightfully though, is that she takes a fair amount of ownership of someone not succeeding in our practice. And you know, not just blaming them for being ignorant or unskilled or whatever, but if they fail in our practice, some of those candidates, we didn't really invest the time, energy, mm -hmm. and effort into training them to be at their full potential. So, you know, the ones that were cancer, that's the drama seekers, the call right. outs, the yes. chronically late, like that's a different bucket of individuals. But then there have been a few that come through who are solid people, very good. But for whatever reason, at that particular time, we couldn't invest enough or we, didn't give them the right tools and training. And we've learned uh, along the way how to be more um, predictable and systematic about that onboarding process and the checklist to make sure 
that they have demonstrated knowledge and understanding and not just assuming some base level amount of information based on a resume so that we can set them up better for success and that they're not penalized if maybe they stretch the truth a little bit on the resume, like, yeah, I've, I've done CIRIC, but when you really dial in, they've, uh, an assistant they've, may have only They've one. touched the, the system and yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've, I've seen it. <laughs> I was at a yeah. trade show one time and I'd scanned a type yeah. of don. So, you know, get, it's not a total lie, but it's definitely not the truth or the full truth. And so then what's our responsibility as bosses and owners of the practice to invest in those individuals to help them be successful. And if they then fail, that's beyond our, you know, beyond our capability at that point. And, and we can feel good about them leaving the practice and, and hopefully no ill will. One thing that we've said categorically about our staff is that we want them to leave our practice, whether, you know, they make it a lifetime with us or not, they will leave better than they showed up. They're going to leave better qualified and better trained have a better understanding of comprehensive care and dentistry. And for that, that's a win. Even if they leave us because our hours aren't as good or our location mm-hmm. sucks or their situation personally has changed and working for us doesn't work anymore, they're still going to be such an amazing candidate. And we talk about that. We're very open. Like This is a great resume builder because I want everyone to have the same professional opportunities that I've had to move up ladders and be the most successful job satisfied individual that, you know, they can possibly achieve should they desire and want that. Jennifer, how do you personally have those tough conversations with somebody in the practice that's, it's not working out? Yeah. So first off, uh, partner with someone who's much more comfortable with it. Mm. That would be step one. Great Um, advice. Yes, she she is. And, and actually I've learned an incredible amount from her just in watching her interactions because she is a little bit more comfortable with conflict um, and with these uncomfortable conversations. But get the first one under your belt. Once you get through one and you realize that the world doesn't end and, you know, life will move on. um, And sometimes you're doing them a favor, you know, just sort of calling the losses and moving on. And and we try not to make it a personal attack. We make it very clean. Like we we don't bring someone in to terminate them to then take the opportunity to highlight again why they have continued to fail. It is really just it's not working out and now, you know, it's time for you to move on. If they've been a solid human in our practice but it's just not a good fit, we usually will offer offer some type of severance or disconnect coverage so that they can go try to find future employment. But the other piece of that I would say is that if you aren't reviewing your employees on a regular basis, at least annually, and particularly those new hires early on in their employment time, then, you know, because we do that, uh, a lot of them are not surprised that they're getting fired. You know, they've been reviewed multiple times. They've, um, they've had feedback They've been late to work 15 times with the note that if you show up late one more time, I don't think this is going to work out. Or they've been written up for egregious things, not because they locked a temporary on, but because, you know, they rode the clock for an extra two and a half hours or something like that. Um, You know, there's enough documentation and communication that a good number of the individuals that we've had to let go kind of saw it coming. You know, it wasn't a surprise. It was sort of just the the final step of this kind of long, painful journey. 
I'm going to need your, uh, you to send your partner my way because I cower away from conflict. Yeah. I, I do not handle it well. It's just it like I work myself up about it. it it's tough. Those are tough conversations to For have. For sure. One of the things, though, that will empower you, uh, and I said this to a young colleague who um, was with us for a period of time before she went and opened up on her own, but um, if you were brave and bold enough to open your own practice and go and do this crazy thing, which many of us don't even appreciate just how bold and brave that is, you know, while it's a natural transition for most dentists, you know, it's getting to be a little bit less, but it has been a historical career path for the majority of us folks to become entrepreneurs and practice owners. Mm -hmm. Why then are we so afraid to continue to be mm -hmm. bold and strong while we run this thing that now mm -hmm. is our liability and our right. sole income source? Like, you know, at the end of the day, it is your thing. And, right. you know, you took this huge risk to get started and you can't let others disrupt this vision that you've built. I think about that often. You know, I, I don't own a practice. I'm in public health, um, but I still have a vision in the way that I, I like to practice. And I think about those who are in their own practice and how they've put so much time and energy and are building a culture that they would like to see dentistry practiced in and how they would allow, you know, one person, a handful of people come in and destroy that vision and that momentum that they would like to seek. So Absolutely. yeah, yeah, that's that's challenging, but I guess that comes with time and with experience, and as you kind of grow as a leader uh, in your practice. Yeah, and age, and and you know, it's it, as you get one or two under your belt, these things get a little bit easier. Just like your first negative Google review, you know, or your first irate patient, or or, or your first, you know, extracted canine in a hard reline. Like every yeah. time you encounter these very challenging situations it emboldens you and empowers you for the next time around. Um, you're a little bit wiser and, you know, you've got a little bit more on the line and your armor is built a little bit better. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Dental Fuel. Are you following Dinks yet? Don't forget to follow them on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also follow Dental Fuel on Instagram at Dental Fuel and at Ignite DDS.